Today is February 9th, and this is the 40th episode of the MMA Mike podcast. Quick recap on UFC Fight Night Overeem vs. Volkov, which took place last Saturday, February 6th at UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Jumping right into the main event, you had a great performance by Alexander Volkov, KOing Alistair Overeem in the second round. You know, Alistair came out. This was supposed to be his final run. Uh, I obviously picked him. I thought he had the more momentum. All you know, uh, Alexander Volkov kind of being in a little streaky win loss situation. And uh, but I will say he looked good. He looked like he had a lot of muscle on him. His body looked good, and um, he stuffed the only takedown uh, attempt that o- Overeem you know, attempted and completely outstruck Alistair. Alistair almost looked like he, you know, was trying to look for a heavy shot to land and um, maybe tire out Volkov. But Volkov's strikes were just very, very effective. He was landing often and uh, obviously hurt Overeem in the first round and finished him in the second Alistair said he just couldn't recover after, you know, he he had broken his nose in the first round. So, obviously, great performance for Alexander Volkov. I don't know, you know, when Alistair Overeem tweeted afterwards, he kind of sounded like he's going to get back in the gym. Now, I thought this was supposed to be his final run. I'm not so sure. Alistair Overeem was ranked 5. Volkov was ranked number 6. Obviously, that's going to swap. Um... I'd assume Overeem's going to retire. I don't know how that's going to happen. Maybe he wants one more fight just to go out on a win. Not really looking for that title. We will see soon enough, I'm sure. But for Alexander Volkov, I really think he needs to fight the winner of Jarzinho Rosenstrike and Surreal Gain. And possibly Francis Ngannou if, or, or, or Stipe. Uh depending on who loses. I think he could fight the loser uh, of this title fight coming up uh, at UFC 260. So we will see. You know, I think there's a couple matchups for him. I don't think you throw him against Curtis Blades or or, or the winner of that fight with uh, Derek Lewis just because he's lost to both of them. Um, and I think that one of those guys need to fight someone else too. So Really what makes most sense would be Jarzinho Rosenstrike, who's ranked number three, or a serial gain at number seven, whoever wins that fight. Uh, take on that guy, and uh, let's see what he can do from there. But in the co-main event, another little bit of a shocking stoppage. Uh, early, early flying knee KO for Corey Sanhagen over Frankie Edgar. You know... Corey Sanhagen right out the bat making Frankie Edgar do everything he wanted, keep him in his range, move around side to side, and then caught him with a beautiful knee. Right now, although you know there's only been a few events, this is definitely the KO of the year as long as it stands through the rest of the months. But you got to feel bad for Frankie Edgar here, you know, world class guy, um, and the way he got knocked out too. You know, you never want to see a guy you like like that get knocked out quite like that. And even Corey Sanhagen was a little choked up about it as well because he's obviously a fan of the the vet FE. So, uh, you know, not much really there just because of how fast of a knockout it was. And, you know, Corey Sanhagen basically just cemented that he is the next guy in line for the title against Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling. Now, 
the only other person that could kind of be put into this talk is TJ Dillashaw. He is now eligible to fight again. Um, I don't know if you 100% throw him right into the title mix uh, as far as getting a title fight right away, but you could have him have a fight with Corey Sanhagen or maybe just a warm-up fight, you know, and, and he's kind of the guy that would do that, take a warm-up fight and then go for that title just because he's a little bit old school and that's what they kind of used to do. Um, but obviously, Cody, uh, Corey Sanhagen locked up the, the number one contender uh, after this fight between Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling, so we will see. And for Frankie Edgar, you know, he's ranked number four. He could try and rebound, try and get himself back to this title picture. Uh, I think that's what he's going to do. We will see. But there's a lot of good fights for him in that division, and uh, we'll go from there. Michael Johnson uh, lost a unanimous decision but to Clay Guida. Uh, Clay kind of just fought his fight as far as pushing pace, wrestling when he could. Uh, even though he didn't get all of his takedowns, he was actually under 50%, having three out of seven. But pushing pace, grinding, and uh, you know, getting Michael Johnson thinking about the wrestling, which allowed him to catch him with a couple overhand strikes and uh, ultimately allowed him to pick up the unanimous decision win, although it was a it was a close fight. In the flyweight division, you had Alexander uh, put a... Oh God, I, I, you know, I, I uh, heard the announcers talking about how to pronounce this guy's name the whole entire event, and then I forget. Um, Pantoja, there it is. Alexander Pantoja... Uh, that is the correct way to say his name. I was saying it wrong last pod. It is what it is. And Manel Cap. Uh, you know, this was a good fight. I think Cap kind of thought that he didn't need to throw as much volume because he was throwing efficient and significant strikes. And he was. But, you know, he was getting hit with a lot of volume from Pantoja. And that's what ultimately got Pantoja the unanimous decision. Although Cape, uh, Cap did fight a great fight and you know i think we're gonna see him improve from this and you know this was his first ufc fight coming in against the guy in pantoja ranked number five tough guy and uh he fought a great fight with him you know i think that cap's gonna you know come back from this and really improve and i think we're gonna see him throw more volume in his next fight and uh pick up a nice win over you know that stacked flyweight division but i think he he fits quite nicely and for the fight of the night in the lightweight division, you had Diego Ferreira losing a split decision to Benil Dariush. I don't agree with it being a split decision. I do believe Dariush won all three rounds. Um, you know, Ferreira looked good with the striking, and I think he was getting the best of Dariush, but he just didn't have an answer for Dariush's wrestling. Uh, Dariush was relentless with the takedowns. Uh, he, he found great success with them in the first two rounds, the last... Last round, Ferreira somewhat started to, to defend them better. Uh, but Dariush, 15 out of, uh, or 5 out of 15 takedowns. Uh, but, you know, racked in a 7 minute and 23 total seconds of control time on the ground. And slightly outstriking Ferreira due to, you know, the ground strikes and whatnot. Now, for the first fight of the main card... You in the light heavyweight division, you had Mike Rodriguez losing pretty dominantly. I mean, Danilo Marquez 
he was winning the whole entire fight and then got the submission in round two, uh, at the end of round two. And, you know, really put it on Mike Rodriguez the whole fight. And Mike needed a KO, you know, to win this fight going through, uh, you know, after round one. And with the way Marquez was fighting, Marquez fought a really good fight and obviously showed that he's very dangerous in the light heavyweight division. He now moves to 11-2. and two. Rodriguez moves down to 11-6. and six. Couple prelims. Uh, Devontae Smith got a nice top, uh, you know, performance over Justin James. Justin James, obviously a tough guy. But the doctor had to stop, step in. Uh, Jane's eye really blew up and, uh, you know, got super swollen and he couldn't continue. Therefore, Smith got the win. But, you know, you can't take it away from either guy. Both performance by both guys. But Smith was kind of leading the dance in that fight. You had Carl Rosa uh, winning a unanimous decision on Edwards. You know, Edwards, these these girls were throwing heavy. This was a good fight. Um, both girls were throwing heavy. Rosa had to deal with the cut uh, in the mouth, but overcame it and really used those takedowns, all four of them, to control the fight for 11 minutes and 13 seconds and really pick up that unanimous decision win. In the women's flyweight div- uh, division, you had Laura Procopio defeat Molly Cannon- McCannon. You know, it was a close fight, um, especially with the striking, but really what it was was Procopio's ta- seven takedowns and you know controlling the fight for 11 minutes on the ground uh, that gave her the the unanimous decision win you had Zalal losing to Choi by unanimous decision I was a little surprised by this I wasn't able to watch this fight due to being at the gym at the time uh, but I had Zalal in this fight and you know obviously he got he just got outstruck a little bit um, both guys were getting takedowns, uh, and a little bit of reversing action. And, you know, Zalal even had a little more control time, but the unanimous decision goes to Choi. In the featherweight division, uh, you had Valiev dominating Martin Day. You know, Martin Day showed that he's tough, but Valiev just was relentless, uh, with the takedowns and the strikes. And he's just a very tough fighter. He improves the 17 and two, and he's dangerous for that featherweight division. Uh, Martin Day downgrades to eight and six. We'll see what's next for those two fighters. And for the first fight of the night in the featherweight division, you had Osborne getting a beautiful knockout by Jerome, over Jerome Ver- Rivera, very fast, obviously. Um, not much to say other than that it was a great KO. And uh, I'm excited to see Osborne fight in the featherweight division. Maybe you can make Osborne versus Valiev. We will see. So that is it for UFC Fight Night Overeem versus Volkov. And this weekend, we got some nice, nice fights on UFC 258 pay-per-view. Usman versus Burns, the long time of the coming. This fight was a, got postponed twice. It was supposed to happen quite a few times. And Usman did defend his belt within that time against Jorge Masvidal. And this fight's happening this Saturday, February 13th at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am super stoked. Let's hop into this fight. You know, this is interesting because these guys were teammates, you know, and Usman left. He went to go train in Colorado, uh, different team, you know, high elevation 
and Gilbert Burns stayed in, you know, the old gym. And uh, this, what makes it super interesting is that, you know, they're training partners. They were training partners, obviously not for this fight, but they were. And normally with that, there's a little bit of a big brother thing. And one of these guys knows who's better, you know. And uh, what makes me think it's Kamaru Usman is just because when Gilbert Burns was asked about it, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, we both won in there. We both we were kind of even, you know, and, and if he was more confident, I think he would have been like, I was getting the better of him, you know, maybe he wouldn't have outright said it, but maybe he wouldn't have kind of tried to make it seem like it was more even. Usman hasn't even really mentioned it. Usman's just basically saying, you know, he thinks he's going to take this, but I'm going to fucking show him what's up. You know what I mean? Usman's looking more confident, which to me really just means that, He's the man, you know, he was the man in the room. And I think that we're going to see it, although Gilbert Burns obviously has great striking and good jujitsu. I I just think Kamaru Usman's going to find that way to win. I think he's a little bit more of a dog, and I think he's going to make a brutal fight. You know, it might be a little bit of a kickboxing matchup. I think we're going to see a little bit of a Muay Thai and some clinch. I'd say we won't see as much on the ground, uh too too much you know i think usman might get a couple takedowns but not try to do too too much i think just control maybe a little bit you know if it's striking and then he gets it up to get the fence controls for a little bit of time get some nice elbows some some striking and then maybe gets a takedown for the last minute i i could see that but i don't think we're gonna see a quick takedown and uh you know a lot of takedowns just because of burns's jujitsu but I think we're going to see Kamaru Usman win this fight, most likely by decision, just because I think Gilbert Burns is tough, and he knows enough about Usman to survive, but like I said, you know, this is a tough fight, and it could go either way, you know, maybe Gilbert Burns was a little bit of that bigger dude, but I I really don't think so, Um, if Gilbert Burns is going to win, I think he's got to win by knockout pretty early on, so we will see, but my pick is Usman by decision, and I'm very excited for that fight. So we got in the co-main event in the women's flyweight division, Macy Barber facing Alexa Grasso. And I think that this is the UFC trying to push Macy Barber, uh, you know, pushing her up the ranks and trying to get her a little more recognition. You know, Macy Barber has a good amount of finishes. She is a good fighter and she's up against a, a, a tough opponent in Alexa Grasso. And I think Alexa Grasso is going to just throw a lot of more volume than Macy Barber's used to. And I think she's tougher. I don't think she's going to be able to put away Grasso. So I'm going to go with Alexa Grasso. Uh, I think she should be able to get it done with in, in the distance uh, by decision. In the middleweight division, you have Kevin Gastelum taking on Ian Heinish. You know, this is an interesting fight for Gastelum because he's on a three-fight skid. You know, uh, after losing to... Adesanya and then Darren Till and then last fight Jack Manson you know he he obviously was on top of the division and now he's kind of moving back and this is a fight that you know it all depends on his motivation he definitely has the skill to win this fight it's just where is his motivation I think he's good enough to win this fight and I think he's probably motivated enough to win this fight um so I'd, I'd give it to him over Ian Heinish, but I understand that there is some betting value on Ian Heinish if you're not so sure about Kevin Gastelum. Uh, but as a as a fight analyst, I'm going to pick Kelvin Gastelum to win this fight. 
I think he's going to make a little bit of a statement and win by KO as well. We got another great fight in the bantamweight division. Pedro Munoz versus Jimmy Rivera. You know, Munoz coming off of a close, close decision loss to Frankie Edgar. Some people thought he won it. And, you know, Rivera obviously being a great fighter. A tough fighter, experienced fighter. You know, he's got three losses, but, you know, one of them to the the form, the champ now, uh, one to Aljamain Sterling and one to uh, Marlon Marias. Those were his last three losses uh, out of the four that he has. You know, and those are top, top guys. He's got, otherwise, he's got great wins. And, um, you know, I think Jimmy Rivera is tough enough to win this fight. I don't think Pedro Munoz is going to be able to put Jimmy Rivera out. Uh, Munoz likes the strike. I don't think we really see this fight to the ground. And uh, Jimmy Rivera has power. So I, I think this is a firefight for Pedro Munoz. And I think he's got to be careful. So I'm going to go with Jimmy Rivera in this fight. He could stop him, but I'm going to say by decision. And Maki Pitolo is taking on Julian Marquez in the middleweight division. You know, I've seen Pitolo fight before. I like Pitolo. I think he's got good striking. And, uh, you know, he's got some experience over Julian uh, Marquez. And um, I'm going to go with Pitolo here couple prelim quick picks you know you got Jim Miller versus Bobby Green I'm gonna go with Bobby Green here despite Jim Miller's super amount of experience I think Bobby Green was just so active last year and he kind of let his last fight of the year last year slip by him he thought he was winning I think he got a little too confident and he ended up losing so I think he's coming back to make a statement especially against a guy um, in Jim Miller who's a vet uh, I think a win here kind of proves how good he is. Uh, Rodolfo Verrera versus Anthony Hernandez. I'm not 100% sure. Verrera is the heavy favorite, and uh, he is undefeated. I don't know here 100%. I'm going to take the guy, whoever, whichever guy is, has really been in the UFC longer, I would go with. Um, so we'll see. You got Bilal Muhammad facing Diego Lima. I'm going to roll with Bilal. Uh, I've been following him a lot, and I'm excited to watch him fight. I've never watched him fight live, um, so I'm excited to see him. And, you know, he is a heavy favorite. I hope he gets a finish. We'll see. But I'm going to go with Bilal Muhammad. Uh, I'm going to take Mallory Martin over uh, Pollyanna Viana. And some early prelims you know you got ricky simone versus brian kelleher which is gonna be a great fight i think ricky simone is such a badass you know he just fought recently he looked pretty good um he is a favorite against brian kelleher i do like kelleher and i think he's a great fighter but i think ricky simone's just a little bit better i'm gonna go with simone you got phil Rowe versus gabe green not too sure about this one i'll go with Rowe. and jillian robertson versus miranda maverick i'm rolling with maverick uh, she looked phenomenal in her last fight, and uh, I'm going to roll with her. So, you know, that's UFC 258. I'm super stoked for this fight. Uh, whole entire card, you know, it might not look as stacked as some of the next ones coming up. UFC 259 and 260, but I promise you the skill is there, and the entertainment will be there, and I will be watching. That is UFC 258 preview and UFC fight night Overeem versus Volkov recap 
Thank you guys for tuning in. I will catch you guys next week.